Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack, and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation, and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Welcome to the death of a dream where we do dreams. I know what a crazy title. We're not changing it, by the way. Not that I can see right now, but welcome to season four, the madness, <laughs> the craziness that is starting a season four of this show. I can't even. And just like the sprinkling of the amount of people that this work has impacted so far continues to propel me forward and know that these types of things and experiences are necessary 
for the world to expand. People have to tell their truths, tell their stories, and I am grateful to be entering season four of continuing to tell mine. It is so amazing um, and challenging. Living life out loud is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It comes with just a whole bunch of experiences that most humans won't have. And so there are exciting things that come with that. There are limits that come with that. There are amazing and sometimes suffocating truths that come with that. And I would say even more challenging because of the fact that I am placed right in the middle of a teeny tiny town where people know if I cut my grass different and make comments on it, if I'm out and about in public, like it's crazy. People that I don't even know should know that I exist, know that I exist and pay attention to those things. And (laughs) so you can imagine as someone whose life is fully on display in posts every day, in podcast form every day, it's all up for grabs and all open for interpretation. And that's complicated and somehow aligned with exactly who I'm meant to be in this world. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know why I have always been drawn to stories like that where you kind of got the inside scoop of what was really going on. I'm guessing my reason, and I read this in a book the other day, like you are drawn to things that you are supposed to bring to life. So look to the things that repeat? Like, what are the stories that you pay attention to? What are the things that you're drawn to? What are the books that you read and are drawn to? Like, I have always been drawn to self-development characters all throughout my life. When I was little, I used to just love listening to Joyce Meyer cassette tapes in the car with my mom. Like, I don't know why, right? There are a million other things that we probably listen to and we're impacted by, but I remember listening to that like it was everything. Surge to a seven-year-old. Y'all remember Surge? Yeah, you're welcome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was like the thing, Surge. Mm -hmm. And you certainly couldn't drink it as a seven-year-old. That would just be bananas and pajamas, but you wanted to. Because it was Surge. Like, come on. The soda of choice. Surge. Um, I don't think it was actually good. But it was like the... Not the Pepsi... The Coke version of Mountain Dew. I don't think it tasted the same. I don't honestly remember. I just remember Surge had like a bubbly, green, almost like a flubber-looking can... I don't know. I think, honestly, every time that I drank it, it gave me a headache. Probably because Surge, y'all. But that's what Joyce Meyer, that's what those types of voices, John Maxwell growing up, those things just, like, spoke to me. I always connected with them. I remember being in college and taking a psychology course that was in line with my marketing major 
And I remember Amy Kramer was my professor and she made us read all of these self-development books. And I remember it being my favorite course ever. And just like wanting to stay absorbed in that work and how people grow and develop more than ever. Um, And I thought, you know, marketing is a safe bet. I don't think that I could bank on myself being some sort of psychology doctorate by any means. So let's go the marketing route. That's much more realistic for what I interpreted my brain power as. And so (laughs) that's where we went. And somewhere in there, along with always being drawn to those stories, I was also always drawn to stories where people gave the inside scoop. So think, I mean, I didn't ever get to watch the real world because we didn't have cable, but I always found that very interesting. My sister watched Sex in the City. I'm not sure how. We did not have cable. Things did not stream to your phone back then. I think she maybe watched it with girlfriends or she was in college. And so maybe she did have cable, but I, oh no, 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 no. This was before cable, everyone. This was like after cable, I remember her buying the seasons on DVD and I was like, whoa, that's next level. And so I think I watched her DVDs of that and was always just very drawn to Carrie and the way that she made her life something to write about. And when it wasn't Carrie before that, I think it was like, Degrassi, okay, very into that show, think that I watched it with my friend Rachel Roberts at her house because she had cable and maybe Hannah Nelson at her house because she also had cable, but we were all in on Degrassi, okay, and just by the way, to name drop, that is really where Drake started, he was on Degrassi, I don't know if that was his first entry into the world, but I'm just saying, Drake, Okay. Big names. Big. If you don't know what Degrassi is, too bad. You missed out. I don't know if it was, it must have been cable because I didn't ever watch it at home. The only things that I watched at home were PBS driven. (laughs) PBS and um, like whatever was on channel seven or nine, which is like our public television stations here in my part of Iowa. So Those were the things. Those were the things that I was drawn to. I remember like taking those up and reading and wanting more of those types of things. And so it makes perfect sense that this is where we end up. And I like to keep going just because it's not really a perspective that we hear from all that often. (laughs) And For good reason. You can't even really mow your lawn without people noticing in small town Iowa. So it might be a terrible idea to go ahead and live your life out loud for everyone to see. You don't even actually have to have a podcast, a book, or any of that for people to see and make predictions or assumptions about who you are. So why put it all on display? I don't know. I don't really know. I just know that I had this sort of whisper and the whisper became increasingly threatening as I continued to avoid this work. And the second that I tried this 
work on and started putting the podcast into the world, the whisper quieted and it stopped trying to kill me, essentially. So whatever. I don't know. It just did and it felt right all along. And so, (laughs) and it still does. And as we continue to expand this work and I keep having meetings with more people and I talk to more people, which always thank you for reaching out to me. You don't know, you know, you put all of this out there, just like living your own truth and allowing people to come in, interpret that and apply that to their lives in any way that it touches them. And you just don't know. So anyone who's ever reached out and said anything kind or even anything um, intentionally hurtful, it just, it does help. (laughs) Even if it's just, I know that you exist and I think that you suck. Someone knowing that this exists is still helpful. Like, you know, even if it sucks, it still exists. And in my mind, it still sparked a conversation. Even if you're going, Hannah Nuss is the craziest person ever. She did this podcast. That's so stupid. Why would she do that? She's doing her dreams. That's crazy. That's crazy. And then you start to have this back and forth of like, is that crazy? Can people actually do their dreams? And even if you're completely toxic and against what I'm doing or against anyone living their dreams ever, you're still somewhere questioning if it's possible. It sparked something, even if it was enough to evict, evoke, evoke, (laughs) hate. That spark, it's a spark. Maybe it plants a seed that blooms much later, but it's a spark. And it's okay to just let those things sort sort of fall where they may. And that's been the biggest growth in all of this is like, that's what this is meant to be. I've always known that this was meant, what this was meant to be is just meant to continue growing and evolving with me as I continue telling this story and allow people to take what they need from it. And I'm so grateful to still be here doing that work, to hear from more people impacted by that work every single day. It is what keeps me going, and yet I would keep going regardless. So this is this is how I expand my soul and my light, and this is my truth in how I was told I was meant to live that this is how I help, that this is how I live and give to my life's work. So grateful to be here, grateful to be in season four, completely mind blown and surreal. And people who have been reaching out about the book, you know, that's usually what we talk about is like, I can't even believe that we're here. When you start with just like the smallest imagination possible of what this could be just like I want to write books you're so far from that thought from that becoming a reality it's insane right and so to be in this place where it is a reality I don't even I have every word and yet I have none and every time that I'm speechless and somewhat emotional about something I know that it is like 
true to my heart and my soul and something that I have wanted and still want. And so I am grateful to be here, grateful to even feel because a little portion of my life, I didn't feel anything at all. And I actually thought that that was the way to be. And I know that this feels better than that ever did. And yeah, so I'm grateful to be here, grateful to still be waking up with you or uh, going to bed with you or what, not in a creepy way, but like just grateful to serve in any way that people need me along this path um, of doing their dreams or of helping other people do their dreams. Some of us, our work is to help dreamers do and be that encouragement for people, right? Be that coach, be that helper. And so I like to speak from that perspective too. So that's it. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. Season four. I need to actually go back. I was thinking about that and listen to what my prediction for season three was. Um, And not that these are predictions, but they're sort of like forecasting of what's to come. And I have no idea. And so I'm probably going to listen to my season three hopes, wishes, and goals, because <laughs> it would be very interesting. So to sort of forecast season four, or talk about what's going to come this year, just as a guess. Um, from where we are right now, I think that it's just a season of continued alignment. This will be the first season that we actually go out and specifically talk about the work, right? And the growth of what the work is, what the death of a dream is, how we got started and how this work can inevitably plant the path to living your dreams, right? Like, this is the start. This is the work that comes before going after your dreams. And so just even having more conversations with people about that, talking about what that could be, starting the first course or cohort, trying to get some feedback on like what that should look like. I know just in having enough conversations with people, how protected, and I can tell like, If we're not on that trust level yet, I can tell when people shut down like, whoa, I don't know you well enough to let you in to to my heart's desire. It's such a personal and private thing. And so finding the path to that and helping people to write truths down because even as I went through my own experience, there was this window of work where I wrote down untrue things or things that were going to wind me up to the same position that I was in, feeling frustrated, feeling lost, feeling completely unaligned over again. Even though I would have been successful and I would have found my way there just like I did before, it wouldn't have been like my life's work, what I wanted to do. And so I look forward to continuing to find what lets 
me into those things and how to build that trust with people so that they're okay handing that over and having those true conversations about what they want to do in life. And I don't know, you know, even me saying and owning the things that I wanted to do have take has taken a lot of time. And so getting people to that realization and to that place just takes time and trust and a whole lot of authenticity and truth. And I don't think that that's built overnight. Like, hey, I help dreamers do. You can trust me with your dreams. So figuring that out, figuring out what conversations need to exist. And obviously this podcast gives people the ability to develop that relationship with me without right? Ever having to know me or experience me, you essentially are. And the book will be another extension of that. Of Like, I saw myself in those words. I trust that you're the person who can help with this problem that I'm having. And so I'm excited just to dig in and get to know more people around the topic of dreams. Um, do even more of that, go out and speak and talk to audiences. I know just even the few speaking opportunities that I have had so far have been amazing just to connect with other people's stories and see how they see themselves in what I'm saying and get feedback from them that this has helped with whatever they were struggling with. I think it's the most amazing thing uh, that I could ever imagine. And now even aligning with this thought and want to do your dream, this creative like legacy-based dream business, which is inevitably local, which sort of rhythmically connects me to all the places where my heart lights up and gets excited and where I'm I've been meant to go to work all along and you know to even be right here knowing that this is these are the places and these are the things that I can heal because of where I've came from and the things that I know to be true and so When I think about season four, it's just all about continued alignment and assignment, being responsible for people in their dreams and helping to figure that out and helping to have those conversations. And I don't think that it's even just specific to like, I'm an adult and I have dreams and I'm leaving corporate, even though, listen, I can't wait to help more people take that leap. Um, I'm an adult and maybe I'm a kid and maybe my parents want to help guide me and maybe I don't know the right questions to be asking, but I think it all comes down to what experience you want to have. Like what is important? And I help a lot of athletes through that. Um, and anyone that I've ever impacted in life through athletics, just know that you like, you have a free pass to all these things. You are mine forever, even though you didn't agree to that. (laughs) I, I like 
to help talk through those things and prompt those questions in a better way than maybe someone else can that's trying to benefit from you heading their direction. And so I like to just keep it clean and consistent and the consistency always lies under what do you want your experience to be? That's the prompt. Like in life, what kind of people do you want to be surrounded by? In life, when you exit here, what do you want to be known for? Who do you want to have helped? How do you want people to remember you? What's important? And these are like big philosophical questions, but I can guarantee you, what do you want your experience to be like? No one is coming up and going, I want to drive this car, right? Like, what do you want to be known for when you die? You're not coming with a list of material things to me. And if you are, we have a little bit further to go. We have more to heal. We have more to talk about, right? We'll know that these aren't the real dreams. These are the safe ones that you'll put in front of someone else because you know that they'll likely be accepted. And I know because before we even started with any of these, I wrote that list. I think I still have it saved somewhere. I want to drive this kind of car. And I want to build this house. And build this house is still something that stayed on that list. So it's okay to have those things too. I'm just saying, those aren't the things that you're taking to the grave. Those aren't the things that you're like, I really hope that everyone remembers that I drove a red Tesla. If I would pass today, I hope everyone knows that about me. That is what's most important. No, you're saying things like, I hope that everyone knows that I love them as fully and wholly as I possibly could. I hope that everyone knows that I wanted to see them succeed in this life. I hope that everyone feels that from me. When I leave here, that's what's important. And we spend so much time focused on the material because of society expectations, because people know that you haven't cut your grass in three days. And if you go out to eat, they're certainly going to be making a comment like, wow, it's really nice that you could come out to eat today, but it would have been nicer if you had just mowed your grass. It's great that you have time to go out to eat though. Surprised that you don't have time to mow your grass, but you do have time to go out to eat. Hmm. Right? Like, you know that that's what you're up against. And so it's just easier to do those sort of surface level things and let everybody believe that you're this kind of person, whether you are or you aren't. Well, I want to get into the R. Are you this person? Would people report this as their experience with you at the end of your life? I don't know. I know that when I pushed back and said that I wanted to be this type of person and I wanted to give in this way, I wanted to help 
change people's lives. I know that the life I was living before starting on this work was changing lives for the worse. I was laughing, poking fun, stabbing at people's dreams because of my own pain. And I continued to do that, even when into this work, into a couple of seasons, and I didn't even realize it, that I was still there, I was still hurt, I was still struggling with all of that. And I was still bringing that to the surface. And attacking and hoping that if I spent time attacking, people wouldn't see that I was spending time not doing the work and trying to relieve myself from actually having to show up. Mm -hmm. I'm real cool. It's been a journey. So I know that that's what season four has in store. I know that this is like the final transition into fully owning this work and actually doing it. And we've been doing it, right? But like actually doing it, actually loving everything that we're producing enough to work to bring it to life, to do what needs to be done around this work. And I've been having conversations with different vendors in how we bring this to life and how this all happens And that's the first time that I've been willing to let it go. But I think we're finally at a point where, yep, we're doing this and this is who we are. This is who I am. This is how I want to show up. And these are the people that I want to be surrounded by. And I don't care. If that means that I become a superstar or not, like I want to help lift people up. I want to help them experience their dreams however that happens. I want them to do their dreams and know that it doesn't have to look like going after all the money in the world and chasing something that doesn't make you feel whole. It can look like something that you're just passionate about and want to do because maybe this part of you needs to heal and experience it and experiment with it. And maybe you move on to something completely different, but that was sort of the starter catalyst. And I want to create more opportunities to test these things, to try to understand what it looks like to build that, to have a better experience with that, to go and move forward in these more creative legacy-based environments. And those are the people that I want to be surrounded by. Dreamers. Dreamers who move into doing the dream. And those are conversations I want to be surrounded with every single day. I want to just swim in. And it's all going to happen right here. Right where I am. Helping the people who look and are hurt by very similar things to me. And know that. I am the person who is sent here to do and help heal those things that I've been hurt by, that so many other people have been as well. And I'm excited for the first book to come out this season. I'm excited for more products, more 
opportunities, more rollouts of what all of this will be. And this season, more than anything, is doing the dream. Doing what we set out to do four years ago. I'll be 34, and my quest for this journey started at 30. And to still be showing up and doing this work, I am ever in all. And ever more certain than I have ever been that this is possible. That whatever we want as dreamers is possible. And there are so many things that have been put on our paths that have been created to make it even more possible than ever before. And I am excited to be one of the people creating, to be one of the people bringing that all to life, and to be guiding what that looks like for people. So that's season four. I'm excited. I am grateful to still be here with all of you. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world, changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world. <laughs>